Uh, turning your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 24. If you remember me saying this to you last week in the last couple weeks ago, um, I'm gonna challenge you to bring your paper Bibles to, to, to church, all right? I love digital Bibles. I think all the digital stuff is fine, but there's just nothing like having a paper Bible. If you don't have a paper Bible and uh, have one in your possession, not right now, but after service, you can go see the Info Hub. We will try to get you connected with one and get you a Bible in your hand so that way you can read it. But um, the scriptures will be on the back wall uh, for that. So please, 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 uh, um, I'm just asking and encouraging you to bring your paper Bibles with you, all right? I know it's an extra thing you get to carry, but it's just a... It's, it can be that, so it can be a pocket version. I don't care what it is. But bring your paper Bibles, because I think that as time goes on, the Word of God in paper form is going to become more, um, is going to be something that it's going to be, uh, we're going to need. Yeah. Right? That we're going to need. Um, and so I just want to encourage you uh, to do that. So Proverbs chapter 20, verse 24. You know, every time this year, our church, we, uh, we gather and we, we dedicate the first week to prayer and fasting starting tonight at 6.30. We're going to come together for our Unite Worship where we're going to host once a quarter a Unite Worship Night. And the goal and the mission is for the Unite Nights is to gather churches from the region to come together for one purpose, and that's to worship God. Maybe we'll, during the summer, we'll have it down at the park in La Crosse and uh, set up our speakers and have some baptismal tanks going on and just win people to the Lord and baptize people. Wouldn't that be super cool? No, that wouldn't be cool. I think that'd be super cool. No, I'm, I heard you, right? Doing that kind of stuff, feeding the, I mean, just feeding people down, going down to where people are rather than asking them to come to a church, go actually be the church and go out and do stuff. And uh, so those kinds of things are on the horizon um, this coming year as we uh, focus in. And one thing that's really for sure is that we cannot afford to walk our lives out on our own. We must have direction from the Lord, Amen. We must have the direction from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 24, and I'm reading out of the New American Standard Version. And it says this, a man's steps or a person's steps are ordained by the Lord. How then can a person understand his way? A man's steps are ordained by the Lord. How can a person understand his own way? What man wants to do is we want to try to make up our own way, our own path, the way that we want our lives to be, right? God says, if you follow what I'm doing, if you're following the direction and the steps that I'm leading you in, it will lead you to a life that is full of adventure, full of promise, full of passion and full of power. If we follow after what he has laid before us, the real question is, is how closely are we willing to follow after him? Because it may mean that we have to do something new. It may mean that we may have to get rid of some of the old ways that we have done things that have maybe even proven themselves and now go back to his heart and figuring out what he's doing because it may mean we have to abandon what we know, step out in the uncomfortable and veer off on what is true with him and where he's going and what he's doing. So many people during this time are setting goals, setting resolutions, things they want to accomplish during the course of this year, which I think resolutions are really great. I think we all need them. Okay. I told my wife, now, now listen, if, you, if you've been around here 
you, you know that me and Christmas, we're okay. We got, a, we got an okay relationship. We're all right. I really love Christmas Day. Because Christmas Day is the day that Kristen makes us bacon and eggs and biscuits and gravy. I mean, this is like heaven on earth, right? And so I told her this year that my 2021 New Year's resolution was for her to make me bacon and eggs and biscuits and gravy every day. And that's exactly what she did. She laughed and says, what? Are you kidding me? You better find a new place to live. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. But everyone resolves and has resolutions that they want to meet and they want to go. Here's the top 10 in 2020, the top 10 resolutions in 2020. Number 10, learn a new skill. How many of you say this year you learned a new skill? Okay, something new that you didn't know? Great. Learn how to cook spam. You know, there's two things that's going to make it in the apocalypse. Cockroaches and spam. <laughs> Number nine, resolution is travel more. Number eight, well, we saw how that one went. <laughs> Number eight, focus on my spiritual growth, which was interesting. This is not a Christian Top 10, okay? Uh, number seven, stick to a budget. Number six, get more sleep. That could have happened. Number five, I know everyone fulfilled this one, reduce stress. Number four, lose weight. You guys, were you guys on that COVID diet this year, this last year? It was a seafood diet. Seafood, eat food. Hashtag dad joke. I can't say hashtag anymore. My kids told me it's not cool. Number three, eat more healthy. Number two, save money. And number one, what do you guys think number one is? Not get COVID. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be on my list, too. Uh, number one is exercise more. All right, exercise more. And I think resolutions are great. I, I think they're, they're really awesome. I think we should all have them, and I think we should all try to accomplish them. But, you know, resolutions are like this. Now, let's just be real honest and transparent here this morning, okay? You have a resolution, okay? Let, let's just say eating healthy, all right? I'm going to eat healthy in 2021. Praise the Lord, right? You start off. Okay, first of all, do you start on January 1 or do you start on January 3? You start at the beginning of the week or January 1? Okay. Anyway, so you start, right? You say, I'm going to eat healthy. I eat healthy. I'm going to eat healthy. And then Sunday comes around, you're ready to rock and roll, right? Wednesday rolls around and you're at work and you're like, oh man, I forgot to bring my lunch. I'm going to go to McDonald's real fast, right? And then you go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Then you feel really bad about what you just did. You know, and the devil puts you in, the, in a headlock and starts to shame you. And you're, you're like, oh, man, I feel so gross. I feel so sick, right? It's so nasty. And then you go, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do better because it's a new day. So then you finish out the rest of your day eating really bad. And then Thursday, you're like, I'm going to do this. You wake up Thursday and you start off right. And then you forgot your lunch again. 
And it's like, okay, okay, no, 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 I mean it, Friday. And then before you know it, you'll go, okay, no, forget it. Sunday's coming, I'll start Sunday again, right? New week, new time, I'm doing it. Right? And that's like the progression of resolutions a lot of the times is we have these. Now, some people are just really, really good at keeping their resolutions and extremely committed to doing those things. And I commend those people. I think it's really, really great. But there's a difference between resolutions and revelations. You see, resolutions are something you strive after out of your own personal strength. Revelation, however, is something that is God-planted that grows from you. And when you try to go and have a resolution and resolve to do something, which I think is very commendable and we should, right? When we try to do that, we fail, we get ourselves in the cycle. When it's a revelation in your heart, God plants it, he begins to nurture it, he begins to water it, and it grows from you. So you now become the word of the Lord that is spoken over you. You now live in the revelation that God has spoken over you. And so I want to encourage you more than ever before in 2021, find out what the Lord is saying to you. Find out what the word of the Lord is for you. Not lose more weight, although that's good. Not quit smoking, although you should. But what is God saying over you? How is he birthing something in your heart. You see, and here at the church, we focus every year on a New Year's revelation. We want to live from something, not just towards or strive for it. We want it to become who we are, not just something we're always trying to become. Every year, clockwork, I pray and I ask the Lord, God, where are you taking our church? What's next? Where do you have us going? And every year, without fail, the Lord begins to either speak very, very clearly to me or begins to unveil it during the course of the year. And last year, starting around March, I began to ask the Lord, what do you have for us in 2021? Because I don't know about you, I was pretty fed up with all the stuff going on. Right? You know what? I'm not even gonna talk about it because this is a new thing. So I began to ask God, God, what do you have for us? So in March, I just began to pray. I began to take walks. I began to, I began to get in my truck when I would get in my truck and I just worship and I just pray. I would spend time with the church here praying. Every single time I was just honing in on what he had for us in 2021. And the Lord just un- over an unveiling of weeks in March, I kept hearing the word new era. And I knew in my heart that God was birthing something brand new for our church. I knew it. I didn't know how to pinpoint it. I didn't know how to, how to, how to scribble that out, if you will, on paper and flesh it out. But I knew God was saying to me, Jake, something new is coming in 2021. The way that we used to do things isn't going to work anymore from, from now on, right? Starting this year, the way how we used to think, the way that we used to do things, the way that we used to live our lives, the way that we used to have and set ourselves up and the way that we had ideas and meetings and visions and thoughts, all these kinds of things. God God said to me, 2021 will begin and mark the new year for a new thing to take place. And I said, God, what does that mean? He says, Jake, whatever you did before isn't gonna work in the new era. Isn't gonna work in the new way. Yes, there's things that we have to live by. That's called being the life of a believer, okay? 
Love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. We gotta pray. We gotta read our word. We have to, we gotta, we gotta be passionate after the Lord. But that's just the lifestyle believer. In the middle of all those things, now listen to me, if that's not your lifestyle, I encourage you to check your heart here for a little bit. I'm telling you, 2021, even though we all, we, all, we, all we had was live stream for a lot of the things, right? God broke the back of consumerism. Because the things we heavily relied on and the things we wanted and the things that we tried to do, it wasn't there anymore. Sports were gone, right? I remember when Rudy Gobert touched everything for the NBA. You know what I'm talking about, right, Pastor Luthay? And then boom, the next day, NBA was shut down. Just like that, just like that. Thinking to ourselves, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen next? God did that for a purpose so we can get our hearts disconnected from the things that fed us and truly rely on him. And truly rely on him. See, this year, I believe that God's doing something new got a new plan. He has a new strategy. He's got something going on. But there's something that we have to do. See, living in a new revelation means we have to have a new transformation of our mind. We have to have a total mind shift. See, in 2020, if you thought that you weren't a loving person, then guess what? 2021, you have to shift your mind or you're going to stay that way. If you think you'll always be a status quo kind of person, have a status quo life and an average kind of life, guess what? Then you probably will have a status quo life and an average life. If you think you'll always be scared and afraid to do something for the Lord, step out in faith and you probably will be. If you think there's no way out of the current situation that you're in, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, there's no hope, then I'd suggest to you this morning then if your mind continues to stay that way, then there probably will be no hope for you. But that's not how the Lord wants us to live, amen? God doesn't want us to live like that because that is the old way of thinking. That is the old grave clothes that we had on. And what God is doing is he's resurrecting something new. I'm telling you during worship, that picture I saw of Jesus kicking the tomb down, the stone, it, like, it, it didn't just like fall over kind of, it like busted into pieces, right? And then resurrection light came through. And I'm telling you, that's what the Lord is doing this year in your life, if you want him to. He ain't gonna do it if you don't want him to, right? Because if you're gonna try to do something new in the old way, it ain't gonna work. It's not gonna fit. You're going to walk frustrated with the Lord all year long if you continue to do things the way that you used to do them. It has to be something new. Your yes has to be yes and your no has to be no. You have to walk according to what he says. See, God says things about us, about us, a new revelation to us that are completely different than our surrounding because he does not define us by our reality and the surrounding that we're in. He defines us by his reality that he lives in. He doesn't define us by what's happening in our external. 
He looks at us and defines us by what's going on in his world. And we have to position ourselves and align our hearts and our minds to see what he's seeing, to hear what he's speaking, so we can snap to and say, aye, aye, Captain, I'm with you all the way. The reality is this, is that I can't afford to have a thought in my mind that's not in his. So as we look over, and I was praying in March, and the Lord just began to put this on my heart. I just kept hearing the word new, 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 new. And I heard prophetic people, primarily a gentleman by the name of Chuck Pierce, saying that God's bringing us into a new era. God's bringing us into a new era. So I want to show you a quick video of our New Year's revolution, revelation. So, welcome to the new era for 2021 at River of Life Church. It's a new era. <clears throat> now, every year we dedicate the first week of our New Year's revelation to, <laughs> to prayer and worship starting tonight. Now, on this sheet right here, which is accessible right there in the info hub, or we'll have those ready, Pastor Luke, we'll have those ready, right? We'll have those ready. You're going to have access to these. You can grab, grab them, take them home. Every week, every, every day for the rest of this week, there's prayer points. All right? We are dedicating from tonight till Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. for one hour to come together as a church to pray and fast and really hone in on this new era for 2021. Okay? And I want to invite you to come tonight to kick this off right, to kick this off in a way where we're really going to see God move in our own personal lives and in our church. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19 says, behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I love that. I love that. Why? Because it almost seems impossible to make, to create a river in a desert, to make a roadway in the wilderness. It seems impossible. And that's the thing that God is going to do in our lives this year, is God's going to take the impossibilities and make them possible. We're going to see the things that weren't there now come to fruition, come to the surface. The things you've been praying for, the things you've been asking God for, the things you've been believing God for. God says, this is a year. We will look back on the, in the 
time in history, we will look back on 2021 and see that this is the year that the new began in our lives. That the new began in our lives. So what's the definitions of new? Very briefly, new, having recently come into existence, being other than the former or old. As I said before, the way that it used to be isn't gonna work in the new. We gotta ask God for direction on new ways to win people to the Lord, on new ways of worship, new ways of the Spirit of God moving, new ways of what he's directing us and leading us into, new ways to love your spouse, your children, new ways to follow where he's leading us. The last definition, which is my favorite, is already existing but seen, experienced or acquired recently or now for the first time. If that's new, then what's the word era? Era means a fixed point in time from which a series of years is, is reckoned. A fixed point in time from which a series of years is reckoned. I want you to believe with me that 2021 will mark the year that we'll look back on and say, this is the year things started happening in my life. This is the year that things started happening in our church. This is the year that things started happening in my business. Fill in the blank. This is the year that things started happening when this took place. Th Listen to me. I do not care what's happening in our world around us. I care because I care. But I don't care enough for, for it to distract me and deter me from the word of the Lord spoken. We will move ahead. We will move forward. And we will see the glory of God come in a very powerful way. The Lord has laid the foundation already. We don't got to keep praying, oh God, please send revival. Listen to me, revival is here. Are we going to step into it or are we going to back away and go, no, I don't know about that. It looks weird to me. I don't know about that. It's going to take some of my time. I don't know about that. It's going to consume a little bit of my life. I don't know about all this, what's going on. Listen to me. This is the year where we're going to see the hot get hotter and the cold get colder and the lukewarm become dissatisfied with everything in their lives. Come on, somebody. You see, before Christ, during the time of Moses, way before Christ, they set up these laws and these Jewish customs. We fast forward all the way to the New Testament. These Pharisees, Sadducees, and these Sanhedrin, this is all they knew. All they knew was what was taught to them in the old. Jesus came on the scene. Jesus came on the scene, and it was a whole new paradigm. Even to the point where he said, I can forgive sins. During those times, you were stoned to death if you said something blasphemous against the old covenant. And so here's Jesus. He comes in, he says, I can forgive sins. And they all ridiculed him and they mocked him and they tried to kill him and they tried to capture him. And they, there, there was multiple times where Jesus had to escape. There was multiple times where, 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 where Jesus had to, had, to, had, to, had to leave a situation or the scene because it wasn't his time yet. They tried to trick him 
ask them questions, to trip them up. And still to this day, what Jesus did with his disciples was so new to the world that we still talk about it till this day. It still frames the way we think. It still frames the way we teach. It still frames the way that we move. Because when God does something new, he doesn't do it for a little bit. He does it and marks a time in history. From that point on, everything is new. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening right now in this time. God is marking a point. He's putting, he closed the chapter of one life. It's done. It's over. Chapter written. Boom. Turn the page. God is putting something new where from this point on, we will look back and go, this was the year. And it will change the course of history for the world and for the church forever. Forever. Jesus brought this new and it caused this revolution. The twelve. We're still living. I think that's so amazing to me, right? Because these 12 that Jesus had were just like me and you. They're moneymakers. There are people who doubted God. They doubted Jesus and what he said. They were the kind of people who worked for a living isn't it good to know that you don't have to know in order to be used by God? All he wants to know is that if your yes is bigger than your no. See, if we try to live in our former lives of doing one thing and living another, if we don't close that chapter in our lives and release the baggage and everything that we've been carrying, if we don't do those things, we will live in frustration, guilt, and shame, and eventually we will question our belief and faith in Christ. We have to release it. Because God wants to plant something so new in you that it can't be planted in last year's soil. It has to be planted in the new. So be ready. Be ready for new experiences. And when I'm talking about new experiences, I'm talking about new supernatural experiences. Listen, it's funny to me that some people debate the supernatural and they say things like, well, that's not in the word. That didn't happen. This didn't happen. That didn't take. If half of the stuff happened right now that is in the word, everyone would call it false. You better get yourself in line with some supernatural experiences. And that means this, that God brings his super into your natural. Where the things that are unexpected you believe in God for, who knows? Who knows some things that'll happen? Maybe an angel will show up to you. No, pastor. That's not true. That's crazy talk. It's crazy talk. Well, half the stuff in the Bible is crazy talk, and you and I live by it right now. <laughs> A virgin birth. Are you kidding me? Come on, somebody. Huh. 
We got the supernatural experience that are going to be happening new. So much that I feel in my heart that this year we're going to have a training center. We're going to start some kind. And I'm just going to say it. Okay? It's going to change. <laughs> if you know me, you know what it will. But some kind of supernatural equipping training center school where we're going to just start. We're going to take a, a step of faith. We're going to teach people in the prophetic and what it means to prophesy, what it means to hear the word of the Lord, what it means to declare it, what it means to speak, not just to each other, but out on the street to see miracles happen, a training ground with dreams, visions, and interpreting those dreams and visions, what the supernatural really means to live in that. Because if it happened in the New Testament, guess what, people? It's good enough for us right now. It's good enough for us right now. I'm not saying we're going to be all hooky, kooky, and soupy, spooky, spiritual. That's not what I'm saying. Listen, because we're going to make our, our practical lives spiritual and our spiritual lives practical, right? We have to marry the two together. But we are not going to be a church and a people of God who does not believe that God still works miracles today. We're, I'm tired of talking about it in theory. I want to see it in action. I want to see it in action. A lot of us can talk about a theory, and all we do is we come up with this theology of theory of miracles. No, listen, let's go out and activate these suckers, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to use that word. By the way, I'm not really sorry. <laughs> I'm just sharing you my heart. So get ready for it. Get ready for new promotions at work. Things going on in your life. New opportunities. New assignments. You know, there's a difference between opportunity and assignment. An opportunity presents itself. An assignment, you get direction. You hear the word of the Lord. An opportunity is, man, that was a great opportunity. Man. Or that was a bad opportunity. I should not have taken that one. Right? Opportunities will always present themselves, and they'll be new for you. But assignments are different. Our assignments are when the Lord says, you see that? Go to the straight called street. That's in the book of Acts, by the way. Because there's going to be somebody there waiting for you in the house of Cornelius. His name is going to be Saul. And the guy goes, oh, man, I don't want to do that. Jesus, don't you know that he's been terrorizing the church? Right? Don't you know that? It's like Jesus needed to be reminded of what Saul was doing. And so here's this gentleman. He says, yes, Lord, assignment taken. Goes to the street called straight, goes into the house. Saul comes, prays for him. Saul on that day entered a new transformation where scales fell off of his eyes and now he can see clearly what was going on because of the assignment fulfilled by the person who needed to lay hands on Saul. If that person would have said no, I fear that we would have never had a Saul to Paul moment. We need to follow the assignments of the Lord this year. Whatever he's speaking, say yes. Say yes, say yes, 
because your yes is just an invitation for God's more. Martina, you can come back up. These things will not be like what you're used to. It will be different. It will be a new thing now for the church. River of life. And for the church, I I want you to understand something. I, I don't necessarily just mean our church. I'm talking about the church. The church is made up of people. Amen? So for the church, specifically right now for this one, I believe this is going to earmark the year for exponential growth, numerically and spiritually. Now, I, I, I hear people say this all the time. Why do pastors care about numbers? You want to know why? You want to know why? Because a number means a person. And a person has a story. And every story deserves to be transformed by the life of Jesus. See, when people hear that, they go, oh, so that means you're going to be a seeker-sensitive church. Oh, sweetie, that ain't happening here. I don't know about you, it's God's heartbeat to win people to Jesus. It's in his plan that no man will perish, but everyone come into the knowledge of who he is. And we get to do that. We get to do that, me and you. One of my favorite people in the Bible, his name is Stephen. You guys know what I'm talking about? Stephen was my favorite person, character in the Bible. I got a lot of them, but he is my favorite. Here's why, because Stephen, in all essence, he was just a worker. He was a worker bee. (laughs) He uh, was in charge of the food pantry, if you will making sure that the food was distributed, making sure that that things were getting taken care of and organized and all this kind of stuff is what he did. Just a normal old guy. But the Bible says that Stephen worked in power and miracles, being the normal guy working the food pantry. And I love Stephen because Stephen stood up for what was right. He stood up and despite the ridicule that was happening, despite what was going to happen, he knew I'm sure that Stephen knew that on that day in the book of Acts, when he preached to the Pharisees, that he, his only destination was death. But it didn't stop him. He continued to preach the gospel. He worked in signs and wonders and miracles. Old Stephen did, the food pantry worker. He prayed for people and saw them recover. Old Stephen, the food pantry worker. You know who that is? That's you working on a tire somewhere. That's you working at Gunderson behind a desk. That's you working at Quick Trip behind the counter. I don't have purpose. I just work at Quick Trip. No, that is your mission field. God sent you there. Take the assignment with everything inside of you and say, yes, sir. I will advance the kingdom right where I'm at. Right? And here's Stephen. He's doing his thing. He preached. They took him outside of the city limits and they began to stone him. All for the case and the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And my friends, I'm here to tell you this morning, not in a negative way, not in a downcast way, but I see that persecution will become more rampant in our culture as we move forward. As we take steps forward in the kingdom, that's why the hot will be hotter and the cold will be colder. We got to be on the winning side, people. We got to be on the hot side. 
No more of this right in the middle junk. Choose you this day whom you'll serve. Because <laughs> as persecution comes, we'll begin. Here's why, this is why it isn't negative. This is why it's not negative. Because the greatest revival is happening right before our eyes and it's going to ramp up like never before. Because where sin abounds, grace abounds what? Even more. That's what your word says. Where there's sin, grace and the power of God topple that. It will be even more than you thought it would be. As we try, this nation tries to get rid of genders. As this nation tries to get rid of this and tries to get rid of that. As this nation comes against everything in the word of God, yet claiming to be Christians. Come on, somebody. Bunch of hypocrites. Get it right with Jesus. Sorry, that's just me talking. We're going to see revival take place, I believe. We're going to discover how to effectively minister to the community around us. I believe we're going to see worship and prayer in the streets more than in the church. This will mark the year. Make no mistake about it. This will mark the year where the church will be outside the walls. I believe a dynamic evangelistic outpouring to win the harvest is being birthed right now in the church. I believe some of us will rediscover the gifts of the Spirit and we will continue to grow confident in them and walk in them. I believe the identity of the cross and salvation and what it truly means will come alive in our hearts. What it really means the grace and love of Jesus Christ will come alive in our hearts. And as I close, my favorite definition of new is the third one. Already existing but seen, experienced or acquired recently or now for the first time. I truly believe that this is the year that will mark the beginnings of the return to the living of the New Testament. Where they met in each other's homes, they prayed, they worshiped, they gathered together in the temples, they broke bread together, They adhered to the apostles' teachings. They lived, breathed, and ate whatever the Spirit of God was doing and whatever the Holy Spirit was moving in that time. All the church at that time, and the Bible says this, that the church, that God added to the church daily. Daily. This is what we're encountering. This is where we're headed. I believe in general as the church. That's why it's so important. It's so important that we enter in praying and fasting with this. So again, I want to invite you and challenge you to come out. I know the Packers are playing tonight. Okay? You guys will demolish the Bears. Go, Pat, go. But come tonight at 6.30. Let's kick off this year right. It'll be for one hour. Just one hour of your time. Just to pray. Seek God. Worship Him. 
him everything we have. And so what I want to do do two things. If you guys could stand with me, please. Let's bow our head and close our eyes and just, let's just soak in this moment for 30 seconds. As we back in the day called it soaking prayer. Let's just soak here for a few moments and just let the Holy Spirit speak to you what it is for you, your word for 2021. What is the revelation that God is speaking to you over your life? Holy Spirit, speak to us now. Father, as we live in this new era, as the beginning, the earmarker, Father, the chapter's closed, the new has come, no more waiting around for it, it's here. God, now help us to take steps of faith towards that. Help us to walk towards those things, God, as you unveil your purposes, your promises, and your plans for us with all the twists and turns of what is to hold this year, God, no matter what it is, we know that your word is true and we will follow closely after you more than anything, Jesus. No matter what it requires from us, it may require us to change something. It may require us to stop doing something, to do something different. God, no matter what it is, God, I just ask and I pray that this morning we make a commitment and we seal it in our hearts that we will live and choose to live in the new revelation that you've given us, Father, of where you're leading us. I said this first service, and I'm gonna say it again. I believe that there's people here this morning that God has been speaking to you a new ministry that you're supposed to start, that you're supposed to start doing. Maybe it's there for you, whatever the case is. I believe there's something brand new that the Lord has laid in your heart and the Holy Spirit's telling you, now's the year, now's the time. Don't wait on anymore. God loves action. God loves movement. If we continue to keep, ten, uh, keep waiting on him to speak to us, we'll wait for a lifetime. If we take steps of faith and move forward, God can use that and begin to move with that. God's birthing something in you something new. So Father, I just pray you touch our hearts. If there's anybody here this morning and you're every head by an eye closed, please still, this is between you and the Lord. If there's anybody here this morning that says, you know what, pastor, I need prayer. I don't know who Jesus is, or maybe I once knew, but man, my life is not living right. I know it's not, man. I know it's not. And I want to get right with Jesus right now. I want to make a new commitment to the Lord. If that's you, we just raise your hand and put it right back down. If that's you, Great, there's one, there's two. Anybody else? Come on, thank you for being honest. Three, thank you. Anyone else? Says that's me, pastor, pray for me. Huh. See, raising our hands is a great thing. It's a step of faith. 
It's the first thing we do to acknowledge that we need Jesus, but it doesn't stop there. There's a commitment you have to make, and that commitment is to follow after him. So what I'm going to ask you to do when I get done praying here in just a moment, I say amen. Pastor Lupe is right over here on my right side to your left. He's got some booklets that he would love to connect with you on personally and just talk with you about what we're praying about this morning. And I'm going to ask the ministry team to come forward. If you're here, you know who you are. Ministry team, come on forward. We're just going to ask God just to wreck our worlds this morning. So Father, Holy Spirit, we just thank you. God, I pray for every single person here this morning, God, that raised their hand. God, I'm not going to lead them in a prayer. God, but even that's just as simple as Jesus coming to my life. I need to make a new commitment to you. But Father, I just pray that the word of the Lord that was spoken to our hearts by your spirit this morning, God, I just pray you would seal it and help us to take steps of faith and commitment to you, Jesus. God, we honor you, we love you, we bless you, we glorify you because everything that we have and everything that we are is yours, Jesus. We just want to honor you with humility and surrender. We bless you, Jesus. In your name we pray and everyone said amen.